Hello and uh, welcome to the One Dollar Podcast. My name is Manasek Kwete and I'm joined here by my co-host. David McCovey. Yeah, and together we are honored to have a wonderful guest with us, Amina Matata, who is uh, a, a lady, college <laughs> student, and also a single black woman, if I may mention, in her 20s. Uh, Amina, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. welcome. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So to start off, just uh, what does your typical day look like in all your uh, responsibilities? Okay, um, I wake up, classes, the classes, um, come home, take care of um, some things around the house. If a family member needs help, appointments, translation, um, someone needs to be picked up from school, from school. Um, later on, I might um, get called into work because I'm PRN, so I really don't have like a fixed schedule where I go into work at a specific time and come out mm-hmm. different times. So if I get called into work and I feel like going or I need money, I go in. Uh, sometimes I might wake up, do hair, because I also do hair on the side. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. thank you for telling us your typical day. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's get into a little bit about your upbringing. Tell us what, what, what that was like. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to go all the way back to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, uh, being raised in Africa and coming to America was a shift for me. Mm-hmm. Um, first, I uh, came here with my mom, my sister, and my dad, but um, later on, not too long, we got separated from my mother. So my dad was a single father raising four girls. Oh, wow. And um, at that time, we were, let me see, our life was amazing. I'm going to say that because as a single father with four girls, you want to make them happy. Um, anything that we asked for, he would give it to us. We never got a note from him. So... We kind of were spoiled. <laughs> we kind of got spoiled. And um, my father always wanted us to achieve great things, to do great things, to be successful, go to school. And he tells us every time, hey, um, I want you guys to be successful. I want people to respect you guys. I don't want you guys doing things just to do things or do whatever so, or do things that um, is going to make people disrespect you because yeah. I don't want that for my kids. Because, yeah. you know, coming from Africa, coming here, it's a, it's a huge transition. And um, after my dad got married, um, things kind of changed where um, having a new mom, because we weren't used to having a mother in the home. Yeah. So um, having her was a blessing because she taught us how to cook, mm-hmm. how to um be a lady, mm-hmm. how to dress, how to respect people, mm-hmm. how to clean up the house. So my up- upbringing, I'm going to say, although um, we faced some difficulties growing up when we uh, became teenagers, as always, that happens in every home. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it was great. And above all, our parents just want us to be successful and to achieve great things. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Wow, awesome. Well, I mean... Going from your upbringing, mm-hmm. obviously being raised by your parents, mm-hmm. again, eventually by your father, and then also being in America overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a woman, what up, what type of pressure do you have on you, um, not just from your dad, mm-hmm. your parents, obviously you say there's this 
advice that was given that you have to go to school, mm -hmm. you have to achieve great things, mm -hmm. any pressure on you? Um, yes, there's a lot of pressure because um, on my dad's side, I'm his first child, mm -hmm. of course. And so everything comes down on me. So um, I have to make sure that I'm a great example for my younger sisters. That's that's pressure right there because if yeah. anything goes wrong with them, it comes back to me. Yeah. You know how African parents are. Absolutely. So the, the kids are looking up to me. I have to be a great example. Mm -hmm. um, I have to work twice as hard in school because mm -hmm. it's a... I'm going to say that the workforce is uh, basically a male-dominated force because, you know, for a female to get to the top, she has to work twice as hard. And so even in class, mm -hmm. I have to work twice as hard because I feel like I'm a black female. And um, I see that a lot with other students in my class too, other females. They also have to work twice as hard just to be as great. Mm -hmm. as the male. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. also another pressure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how, how do you deal with all this pressure? Um, so for me, it's easier said than done. So I'm going to say that things that I can't control, mm -hmm. I really tend not to worry about it too much because at the end of the day, I can't do anything about it. But then things that I can change, I can, I sit down, I reflect and see, okay, what can I do to make a difference? Or what can I do to make this thing better? That's what I tend to do. It's easier said than done. It doesn't come one day. It's something that you have to practice over and over again because it's so easy to get stressed. And it's so easy to um, get overwhelmed with stress. Yeah. Now, you mentioned a lot of those external pressures that we feel inside. Mm -hmm. Now, how does social media contribute to those pressures that you feel? So back then, um, I really wasn't too much into social media. Mm -hmm. um, I had people in my life that told me, hey, you know, um, be who you are, yeah. you know, stay true to yourself. Everyone's different. Mm -hmm. So I grew up with that mindset to where if I see things on social media, a person that's, you know, doing great in life, achieving their own things, that's for them. You know, um, I understand that my time will come and my path is different and that I don't have to be like others or follow others on um, people's footsteps. Yeah. So eventually, as a college student, mm -hmm. you will be done with college. Yeah. Um, what would success look like for you after, after everything? Basically, being able to take care of my family, buying my mom a house, because every day she's like, hey, um, before you guys get married, you guys need to buy me a house. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like number one on the list, being able to buy that huge mansion that she wants. Being able to buy that huge mansion that she wants for that family. So that's number one. And the other thing is that I want to be able to... Um, live a life where I don't have to look at my bank account. Okay, can I spend? Because I love shopping. I love spending money. <laughs> I'm like bougie. <laughs> I like being bougie. So I don't want to, so I want to go to the store. I'm like, okay, yes, I want to get this. I don't have to worry about being able to pay out the bills for that month. So that's what success is to me. So yeah. by shopping, you mean that's your stress reliever? Yeah, just... yeah, mm -hmm. my stress reliever. Yeah, basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's expensive. Yeah. It's That's very, right. oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I like how you said, you know, for you, you don't want to be able to think about that. And exactly. even before you get to that point, you want to consider other people yes. before mm -hmm. you take care of yourself. Most so, definitely. So that, that's, that's very sweet. Thank um, you. 
Um, what would you say are some of your biggest challenges with adulting on a day-to-day, like budgeting and oh. getting yourself there, you know, financially? Um, yeah, I'm going to say um, not being able to spend too much money on shopping. Like I said, mm-hmm. I love shopping. Yeah. So that's one of my greatest struggles is saving up, saving up. Because mm. in my mind, I'm like, okay, you know, it's okay. Like, um, I have a house, I have a room to stay in. I'm not paying a lot of bills, but just because I'm not paying a lot of bills doesn't mean that I shouldn't, you know, save up some money. So that's one of my greatest struggles. And um, having that fixed schedule, going to work, like I said, I'm PRN. I also struggle with that because doing a nine to five, I just feel like it's not for me, but I also have bills to pay. I also have things to take care of. So that's also one of my huge challenges is just having that nine to five everyday routine. Mm-hmm. I don't like routine. I like change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. How do you keep yourself motivated? With all this, this um, I, I have a goal. Okay. So that's how I stay motivated. I know what I want mm-hmm. and I know um, how I want to live life. Yeah. I know the things that I want to own, the kind of businesses I want to open. Mm-hmm. So that's how I stay motivated. And also my family, of course, the support system is very crucial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, looking towards those goals and mm-hmm. working towards that, um, what are the coping strategies you help that help you day to day be able to continue being motivated to achieve um, more? Um, so my coping strategies is hmm, that's a good question. Besides shopping, <laughs> whether it's talking to people. Oh okay, yes, or... um, I would say talking to people most yeah. definitely. My friends, mm-hmm. my sisters, yeah. um, I vent to them all the time. So just um, getting you know whatever's on my mind or whatever is worrying me, talking to them definitely definitely helps mm-hmm. and uh, making people laugh. I love laughing. Oh, wow. He knows me. Manasseh knows how much I love laughing. So that also helps me a lot because um, anyone could make a joke and I just laugh and it'll just help me cope with things. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, kind of going off topic, maybe mm-hmm. my help with coping with things. Mm-hmm. Um, dating, right? So, what is your view on dating um, in different stages of life? Like as a teenager, mm-hmm. in your 20s, you're looking forward to your 30s. Um, So when I was younger, let's say 15, 16, at that time, I knew that I wasn't ready to date, Mm -hmm. that um, I would probably date when, let's say when I'm 20, because Mm -hmm. being raised in an African home, no boyfriend, no boyfriend, no boyfriend. You can't talk to boys. You can't have boys as a friend. So in my mind, Mm -hmm. that scared me having... A guy as a friend, even talking to a guy, it scared me for a very long time. So dating in those ages as a teenager, that was a big no-no. But when I got to my when I got into my twenties, okay, I'm like, okay, now I'm a little bit older. I'm experiencing life, and now my mom is like, okay, I mean, um, so you know, you have to get a boyfriend, you have to get married, you have about five years because twenty-five is when I guess there's like a time limit for yeah. for a female <laughs> biological clock. Yeah. That's yeah exactly so now when i'm 20 now she's telling me this and i'm like dang you know i couldn't even have friends when i was younger so it's just gonna be hard so um definitely when um in their 20s i feel like um at that point as an individual i should be focusing on myself because i'm still learning about myself and i'm coming 
you know, from being a teenager to being an adult is a huge change. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that take place, a lot of changes that happen. So therefore, I have to focus and, you know, uh, know what I want and know what I need. So as of right now, dating for me in my early 20s is really not, you know, something that I'm really focusing on. And only because, you know, out there, things change. People have different agendas. You know, it's not the same. It's not the same thing. Dating has completely changed. But um, I'm also stuck in between because I'm 23. I just turned 23 in August. So I don't know. I'm like, okay. So I have two more years left, like my mom said. <laughs> she recently just talked to me about this. So she, I was like, I have two more years left. So do I want to start dating or do I want to focus on myself? And I feel like the best thing to do right now is just focus on myself yeah. and make sure I'm in my right mind so that when the time comes to date, mm-hmm. I can be the best person that I can for yeah. me and for that person that I'm going to be with. Yeah, wow, mm-hmm. that's really well said. Now yeah. to stay on that question a little bit, mm-hmm. um, are you are you open to that? Are you open to being vulnerable if someone does come, let alone you're in this time of focusing on yourself? Are you open to that? Oh my gosh, I'm so scared. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's honest. really yeah, scary. Yeah, yeah. Like it's really scary when you think about it because yeah. it's like, okay, so how do I know that this person is okay. the right person for me? You know, and and how do I know, okay, how much love am I supposed, how much love and care am I supposed to give this person so that they can stay here and so that they can know that I want to be with them and that they're valued here. So um, I'm going to say if someone comes along the way, I'm definitely going to take my time Mm -hmm. because I'm not in a rush, not in a rush at all. I feel like I still have time to take my time and get to know that person very, very well. If I feel like, okay, I can be with this person, then of course, but then if I'm like, mm, I see some red flags here and there, I'm good. That's it. Yeah. Well, kind of to close on the topic of dating. Mm-hmm. Um, well, as a man, usually I find that things like the internet and dating apps mm-hmm. give a lot of women, like mm-hmm. a lot of power to women. Mm-hmm. Um, like, just share with us what are your views of on dating apps and as well as like things you would like to see within those dating apps from a woman perspective okay um that's a good question because i've actually been on a few dating sites and i'm gonna say i have mixed feelings about dating sites because there's a whole bunch of people with different things you know they want different things they need different things so um i would say that dating sites are really not the best place to find someone to be with although some people find love there mm-hmm. i guess it just depends on your luck you know you can be yeah. lucky and you can be unlucky yeah. but i would say that um definitely going out to places physically you know yeah. whether it's like an event or a festival something that's outdoors or that you have to go to i feel like that's better where you meet you actually might meet uh genuine people because you know some profiles the bios are <laughs> the bios are outrageous <laughs> and you're just like oh my gosh like are you serious this kind of person exists and so oh it's <laughs> it's scary it really is scary and i feel like some changes that could i don't even know what changes could take place because like i said everyone has their own agendas what they want what they need so um yeah i really don't know what changes could happen because i feel like that's like it's a lot (laughs) so just to just to add one last question in regards to dating Mm -hmm. um what are your thoughts in terms of 
the role a man or partner plays in terms of being fulfilled in, in your life? Okay, so we are taught that a man provides, mm -hmm. a man is a protector, and mm -hmm. that the female takes care of the house, and she's the nurturer. So um, I feel like in this day and age, women want to be equal to men. Yeah. You know, they want the guys to be the ones to cook, um, be the ones to clean the house, take care of the children. I even had some male friends that told me, like, we were having discussion on this topic. They're like, yeah, I used to work 16-hour shifts four days a week. And um, she would expect me to come home and cook, clean, and clean the babies. And it was just too much for me. And I was like, okay, I can understand because, you know, things are changing. It's 2021. Everyone, you know, wants to be equal. The female wants equality. But I would say that um, what we have to contribute as um, uh, females or as women is, is very special. I wouldn't trade that for for anything. I understand the man is the one that's supposed to provide. He's the protector of the house and that's fine. And I understand that I'm the nurturer and the caretaker of the home. And so, yeah. Now, speaking of equality, right? So we're living in a society where, you know, men and women can work, which is a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. um, what, what is your dream job? RN. RN, yeah. RN and a businesswoman, that's you, what I want. You don't mind working a lot of hours as long as it's the job that you're yeah. doing. Mm -hmm. really? I don't mind at all, yeah. Mm -hmm. How will that work? Businesswoman, woman, <laughs> RN, a lot of people it's, doing it. Mm -hmm. you know? Because I can, okay, let's say I can work three days a week, 16 oh. hours or 12 hours, and oh. then the rest of the days I'm off doing my business. Oh. Mm -hmm. I never yeah. even thought about it that way. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah. So now, with that dream job in mm -hmm. mind, what excites you most about the future? Oh my gosh, just being able to help people. Okay. I'm yeah. really excited being able to change lives because I um, I wanted to do traveling RN. So being able to go places, yeah. touch different, uh, change people's lives um, and not just in one place, but in multiple places. So that just motivates me and it makes me happy, makes me excited. Like there's a lot of things that I can do out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what scares you the most? What scares me the most? People. <laughs> the people. people. Yeah, see, people. see, it's crazy, isn't it, right? It's crazy. But what scares me the most actually is failing and people that um, have bad agendas. Mm -hmm. Like, that's very scary. Yeah. And that's why a lot of times I'm just so scared, you know, making friends. Because before it was okay, but now it's like, you know, are you a good person? Like, what's your intention? What do you why do you want to be my friend so it is kind of scary yeah mm -hmm. so just to wrap it up if your future self was listening to this let's say you in 10 years 20 years was listening oh. to this message <laughs> what would you like her to know uh, that um that i know she tried okay. she tried her best yeah. And that um, no matter what happened, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, she's going to be okay and everything's going to be fine. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I thank you again. <laughs> thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Thank you, listeners, uh, for your time, and we'll see you next time. See you guys. <laughs>